welcome to The Real, the podcast where we uh, talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. Uh, I'm your host on this very special episode, and um, I'm going to be your pedantic uh, game master. And this week I am joined by my co-host, friend, and man that I hope is ready to give some real pedantic answers, Jesse. How you doing, Jesse? Uh, I'm okay, I guess. We have lifelines in this, right? Nope, zero lifelines. God damn it. Oh, fine. Um, and on this week, like I said before, it's a special episode, so we get a few more introductions here. Um, the man that uh, had traumatized me for countless, countless years, I don't even think he probably remembers it, uh, when we played Cranium at his uh, wife's house, and I was very embarrassed to spell the word chariot backwards. Kevin, how are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great, and I do not remember that, and I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, I think we were, it was, uh, yeah, Cranium and that damn word worm. But why was I so worried about you not being able to do it? I just remember the look on your face. Just <laughs> Admittedly, it was you and several other people, but I do remember your look on your face when I was like, I don't even know how to spell chariot forwards, guys, because like, you're all like, <laughs> just spell it forwards and then go backwards. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm dyslexic. Yeah, well, teenagers are dicks, so. <laughs> That's true. That's my but excuse. I, I did learn other Michael, um, was also dyslexic and we realized that you put both of the dyslexic kids on the same team so we <laughs> okay were i remember that yeah yes i remember that it's but... called strategy it's called strategy <laughs> <laughs> it's... Wow, being a dick is such a strategy <laughs> uh, but we are also joined this week by our um another one of our guest hosts that has come on before and the man that's definitely going to be very sad that I didn't include more uh, Lord of the Rings and Jay uh, and uh, Tolkien references. Uh, Patrick, how you doing, Patrick? I'm doing just fine. And I was uh, I was under the impression this was just going to be Tolkien trivia. So I may be at a disadvantage. <laughs> Don't worry. That's what Kevin said when we first proposed this entire idea. So I think I think you're all going to be at a disadvantage. That was my I goal. I said Tolkien. I don't think I said that. Oh, no, just in general. You were concerned about your nerdiness. Oh, yeah. Stacking. Right. But I've spent the last week just consuming all media 24-7. I've seen everything now, so I'm ready. Wow. Okay. So I guess we'll jump right into it then with that, Kevin. Uh, this week is uh, actually the first episode of our season three for Hit yeah. the Reel. Um we have been doing this now. This is going into our third year. And I thought to do something kind of special for that is get a bunch of our um, friendly uh, co-hosts, uh, Patrick and Kevin, who have been on a few other episodes to come on and do a special one with us of playing a game that I love a lot called Um Actually. Which is... Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we were playing Love Actually. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, that's... I don't know that one. That doesn't sound nerdy enough. <laughs> it's I a called... movie with a lot of very sexual predator stuff on on second viewing. <laughs> I call not being the Alan Rickman character, please. Oh, geez. Um, but for those that don't know, um, actually is a game uh, that's kind of been around for a while. I think it started out on College Humor and then moved to Dropout. Um, but essentially what it is, is a, a game about the things that nerds love, uh, all different forms of nerds. Uh, and I have with me a stack of statements, in fact, incorrect statements. And the point of the game is to be able to point out the incorrect statements um, by 
saying the very particular phrase, um, actually, before, you know, citing out what the problem is. It's very similar to uh, Jeopardy, though. Um, if you don't phrase it as um, actually, uh, like you do in Jeopardy, where you say it as a question, make sure you say um, actually. Um, we'll go through a few of them. I actually asked the guys beforehand uh, out of all the categories. Everybody got one up vote. Everyone got one down vote. Um, and that would let me know like what to include more of. And you all downvoted anime, so there's a zero anime questions in yeah. this. We we should have been way more strategic with that. <laughs> I really quite... regret that. There's a lot of categories I know nothing about. So... <laughs> but anime is the one I knew the least about. So, which I feel is is a good tactic. Is a good tactic. So, um, normally in the game of um, actually, uh, there's like buzzers uh, and fanciness. Uh, we don't have that. So each uh, contestant, uh, Jesse, uh, Kevin, and Patrick will have their own catchphrase to kind of quote unquote buzz in on. And whoever says theirs first, I'll call on you and you'll get a chance to answer. If you get it right, you get the point. Uh, if you get it wrong, um, you don't get nothing. Um, funny answers do get you kudos points, though. So if you don't know anything, just throw out something. And I mean, there's plenty of times in the oh. real game where um, somebody will actually get very close to the real answer, even though they have no idea how to actually, uh, what the actual answer is. So are kudo are... points as much as regular points? No, they're worth nothing. <laughs> is there a prize for winning the most kudos points? Yeah, you get a high five. Okay, great. If we win the game though, you're going to install hot and cold running scotch in our homes, right? Definitely. I'll get right on that. Excellent. Perfect. So uh, we'll start off with you, Jesse. What is going to be your catchphrase uh, or your buzzer sound for this game? That's what she said. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, Kevin? So, yeah, Jesse, you know you're going to say that every single time, right? Oh, I'm fully aware okay. of what um, I'm going to say every single I, time. I already have a catchphrase in this group of people, so I'm just going <laughs> to say it's can't say nothing. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, Patrick, what is your catchphrase? I'll be going with ahoy, which is how Alexander Graham Bell wanted us to answer the phone. <laughs> Wonderful. And uh, with that incredibly nerdy um, reference there, you guys want to go for the uh, start this off? I'm fully prepared to get smoked by Patrick. In this <laughs> Let's do it. Wonderful. All right. Our first question is in our 80s to 90s category around the show Thundercats. 1985 TV show. The Thundercats nemesis, Mumra, is an immortal undead sorcerer who can call upon the powers of the ancient sword of, and I'm going to probably pronounce a lot of things wrong here, so just be ready for that, Pludar, to temporarily to temporary transform into a flying, muscled-bound warrior called Mumra, the ever-living. He also has a pet bulldog called Ma-Mutt, which he adopts. I can't say nothing. Yeah. Yes, um, Kevin. <laughs> Um, actually, it was 1986, not 1985. No, that is <laughs> not correct. Um, I'll let you guess again. 
I will preface no, I all of these with um <laughs> like a little bit of descriptor if it's like a a series or something like that, just so that it's you know exactly which one we're talking about because there's a question about Dracula, so I'll specify the year and the yeah, the media it's in. So first. Hmm. Um, actually, he didn't adopt the dog because he already owned the dog. Because you said he owned a dog that he adopted. Uh, no, that is also <laughs> incorrect. I'm uh, ahoy. <laughs> um, actually, the uh, dog did not uh, was not in the show. There was no dog sidekick. He was just a lonely old mummy. Um, unfortunately, Patrick, that is also incorrect. He did actually have a dog, Mutt Raw. Uh, and, uh, he actually adored that dog and it was quite cute, which was kind of fitting that the evil villain had like a dog against like the Thundercats. So truth be told, I did not watch Thundercats. So I'm going on the limb here. Jesse, feel free to. Oh, I want zero part of this question. <laughs> <laughs> not even to throw out a guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, give I, him I, negative kudos points for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, negative kudos points, Jesse. Boo. I not only can't say nothing, I literally got nothing. <laughs> so, all right, fine. With that, we'll move on. Um, the correct answer is uh, Mumra does not actually use a sword to transform. That is Lion O that uses a sword to transform. I and... wouldn't have gotten anywhere close to that, Michael. <laughs> And instead of using a sword, he uses the four ancient spirits of evil to transform, mm. who shoot him with laser beams. Classic. Yep. Oh, that, was, that was my second guess. That <laughs> <laughs> have been great in the 80s. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we'll move on to our next question. This is one's about video games, specifically around Pokemon. And oh, okay. it's the 1996 video game series we're talking about here. I heard uh, Kevin's ears perk up with that. (laughs) (laughs) In many Pokemon games, you encounter Bill, the creator of the Pokemon storage system. When you meet him in the original games, he has accidentally turned himself into a Pokemon. In Generation 1, it is unclear what Pokemon he has transformed into, but in later generations of the game, he is described to be a Clefairy or an Eevee. Ahoy! Yes, Patrick. Um, actually, it was a Slowbro in the original game. Ooh, Patrick, you are close, but incorrect. Can't I say nothing. Give... Oh. <laughs> okay, Kevin. Yes. Wait, you'll give him what? I was gonna say if no one gets an, if uh, <laughs> he's identified what is wrong in the statement, mm-hmm. but which I will give someone a point if they can identify something that the thing that is wrong. But if somebody can be more specific, then they'll steal the point away. So Kevin, can you steal the point? Um, actually he is a Psyduck. Ooh, unfortunately that is incorrect. Was it a, um, actually, was it a slow poke? (laughs) No. Do it, Jesse. Yeah, I was gonna say, give Jesse a chance. Yeah, Jesse. You, I mean, literally, you just name a Gen One Pokemon, and potentially you'll get it right. There's only 150. Now only 100 and 
151, Michael. I'm um, actually 151. <laughs> oh, apologize. Gosh. <sighs> That's what she said? <laughs> yep. Um, actually, it was a Snorlax. No. Go for it, Kevin. Uh, uh, Nidoran. Um, actually, he was a Nidoran. <laughs> well, Kevin, I'm still going to give it to Patrick. <laughs> it's fine. But you were so close because it was a Nidoran. Ah. Uh... <laughs> so that's one point to Patrick for guessing that he didn't transform into, uh, that you could identify what Pokemon it was. I remembered a small pink sprite, and I was just going through the pink ones. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we'll move on to our next question, uh, which is a sci-fi question. Based around the 2015 film Jurassic World. Uh, that's, the, that's the one you chose? Yep, just because I know you'd hate it. One moment, I need to pour some gin. <laughs> All right. To attract to attract larger crowds to the, their park, the owners of the Jurassic War wow, the owners of Jurassic World authorized the creation of genetic hybrids called the Indominus Rex. Naturally, it tricked its captors, escaped, and goes on a rampage. It kills several workers, wipes out a security team, then breaks into an aviary, releasing flying dinosaurs that swoop down to attack the guests. Can't say nothing. Yes, Kevin. Um, actually, there was no such thing as Jurassic World because we all want to forget it from our collective <laughs> memory. I'd like to give Kevin the point on this. <laughs> I mean, that, that is worth a kudos point, Kevin. Good job. Uh, no, okay. My s- serious answer is, it was it not an aviary? Was it a greenhouse? Um, that had birds in actually, them. Kevin, oh, well, okay. But it also is incorrect. <laughs> um, ahoy! Um, actually, it can't be an aviary because it didn't have any birds in it. <laughs> well, Patrick, you've kind of touched on what's wrong with it. If someone can get closer. I'm not even sure if I'll give you the point on it, but you have identified what is wrong. Oh, 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 oh! Um, actually, of... he—they released uh, raptors, not, um, not, uh, not flying dinosaurs. Boom! There you go. So, in the movie, they do not actually release flying dinosaurs because those, uh, the uh, pterodactyls, are not actually flying dinosaurs. They're flying reptiles, which is a difference. <laughs> Boo. Boo, I know. <laughs> but that's okay, because... To... Sorry, you can go, Kevin. Uh, I was just going to scold Jesse for a second to say <laughs> that you don't lose points for guessing, right? Wait, you <laughs> no, don't lose yeah. points for guessing, do you? <laughs> no, you don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, the negative. No, yeah, you don't lose points for guessing. So, Jesse... Hey, people hear me talk on this show all the time. <laughs> We're going to up a little bit. <laughs> Well, don't worry, guys, because now we are entering our first shiny question of the game, um, which, like shiny Pokemon, is exactly like any other question, just slightly different. Um, so this one's going to be around soundtracks. 
Um, you don't have to say, I'm um, actually for this. You just have to buzz in uh, to be the first one uh, with these questions. And what we're going to be doing is talking about the most popular artists who composed these, uh, sorry, we're going to name the most popular artists who composed the music for these movies. So I'm going to read you the movie. Uh, you buzz in and then tell me which artist made the songs for that movie. Ready to begin? Sure. All right, everybody ready? Ready. First ready. movie, Tron Legacy. Can't say uh, nothing. Kevin. Uh, Daft Punk. Um, Correct. Um, I just say the name of the, I don't say I'm actually. This is you don't have, yeah, you don't have to say I'm actually for these ones. Just... I trained all week to say I'm actually before every sentence. <laughs> Man, must have made work awkward. Um, <laughs> next movie, Highlander. Ahoy. Patrick. Was that one Howard Shore? Oh, no, unfortunately not. Can't say nothing. Kevin. Uh, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> that is incorrect. Uh, These are fam uh, famous artists like in rock bands. Um, is the, yeah. I'm sure he was in a rock band at some point in his life. <laughs> Ahoy. Yes. Dire Straits? No. Well, they're Scottish. <laughs> oh, well, then you're going to hate this. Jesse, were you going to answer or try to throw one in? Well, that's what she said. <laughs> Brian Adams. No. With that, we'll move on from it. Uh, Queen. Queen made the soundtrack oh. to Highlander. Uh, they cast Sean Connery as a Spaniard. They don't make good decisions. <laughs> I've never actually seen Highlander. So yeah, I, me neither. I Sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh, dang! That's such a—it's so terrible but good. And I also um, knew Brian Adams was wrong because he did Robin Hood. But <laughs> perfect. We'll move to the next movie. Uh, this movie was made in 1984, and I'm specifying it because the title of this movie was Dune. So the 1984 movie of Dune. Uh, uh, can't say nothing. Yes. Uh, who is Prince? <laughs> uh, no, that is incorrect. And it's Wait, also... oh, can't say nothing. Yeah. Who is David Bowie? <laughs> and I don't know why I went to Jeopardy rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. That is incorrect. As funny as that would be, but no. Ahoy. Yes. Was it Rush? No. That's what she said? Yes, Jesse? Michael Jackson? Ah, oh, man. Unfortunately, you guys are bouncing kind of around it, but uh, it was Toto. Uh, which is an interesting one that I saw and thought was crazy. All right, last one. Uh, the Disney's version of Tarzan. Ugh. Oh, uh, uh, can't. That's what she can't said. say nothing. Jesse there. Bill Collins. Bill Collins, very good. Damn, He's the one who ruins the film. <laughs> Perfect. All right, and with that, uh, it looks like we're tied up. It looks like Jesse and Kevin both have one point for guessing correctly, so you both get <laughs> one point. Congratulations. Thanks. See, I'm in the game, Kevin. Fair. 
You just need a little encouragement. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Next topic is going to be comic books. It is a uh, DC and Marvel question. Oh, no. The DC and Marvel universes once merged into a single universe known as the Amalgamation Universe, where popular heroes from the two companies were fused together into new characters. Batman and Wolverine became, uh, sorry, Batman and Wolverine combined into Dark Claw. Shazam and Hulk became Skulk. <laughs> and Superman and Captain America, be- Captain America became Super Soldier. There's a hyphen in there. Ahoy. Yes, Jeff. All right, sorry, yes, Patrick. Um, actually, it wasn't called uh, the Amalgamation Universe. Wasn't it called the Extremis or something like that? No, it was called the Amalgamation Universe. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't last long, so that's prob- probably one of the contributing factors. Can you reread the question? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The DC and Marvel universes once merged into a single universe known as the Amalgam Universe, where popular heroes from the two companies were fused together into new characters. Batman and Wolverine combined into Dark Claw. Shazam and the Hulk became Skulk. And Superman and Captain America became Super Soldier hyphen in there can't say nothing yeah it wasn't shazam and hulk it was green lantern and hulk and they made gulk (laughs) (laughs) kevin i'm gonna be honest with you you've nailed what was wrong with this question (laughs) i can't think of who it would have been you it you didn't give the correct answer, but unless somebody can tell me what the correct answer is, then Ahoy. you get that point. Yes, <laughs> trick. Um, actually, Shazam was still Captain Marvel at that time. Uh, no, I don't think he was, but that is not the correct answer. Oh darn! Worth a shot. Hmm. No guess, Jesse. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. Well, this one's going to go to Kevin. Oh, sweet. <laughs> the correct answer is Skulk wasn't an amalgamation between Shazam and Hulk. He was actually a fusion between Solomon Grundy and the Hulk. Oh. Who? Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. <laughs> Do you know the entire rhyme? Um. Oh, hell. Um, he should get a point if he does. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I I just remember the first line. <laughs> uh, I think doesn't he die on a Wednesday? I think it is. Very um, on a Friday or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot tell if you all are just pulling my leg on this <laughs> or not. On Sunday, <laughs> just... Something like that. Married on a Tuesday. Yeah. Like, what is this person's powers? <laughs> what is? Just he's nursery like a, rhymes? So he's a no. monster who was murdered, fell into the swamp, came back as an immortal juggernaut, thing. and eventually gets mercy killed by a hot girl. Is that 
not swamp thing? That's a different guy that dies and falls into a swamp. (laughs) (laughs) Respect their lore. (laughs) Does the swamp thing have a nursery rhyme about his death? Yes, but it's all in swampish. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll move on to the next one. All right, uh, this one's on horror, and it's uh, Dracula from the night. Uh, from the 1897 book. Yes! (laughs) Bram Stoker's uh, novel describes many now familiar vampire weaknesses. Dracula has no reflection, is repelled by garlic and holy objects, and must sleep during the day. However, in the end, he is not killed by a wooden stake, but by knives, one cutting his throat and the others driven into his heart. Ahoy. Yes? Um, actually, garlic was not one of the original weaknesses. Actually, it is one of the original weaknesses. Really? I thought it was just a superstition for the townsfolk, not, um, not, not actually a weakness. I might have to reread it. Unfortunately, I don't have can't, a fact checker with me, but I can fact check that. Can't, can't say nothing. Yep. Um, actually, mm-hmm. he wasn't killed by a knife, but a s- silver bullet? Or is that werewolf? That's werewolf. I'll, I'll go with it. Silver bullet. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is a werewolf, uh, and Dracula was killed by knives, which seems kind of anticlimactic since uh, wooden stakes is the main staple of killing them. Can you reread the question? Absolutely. Bram Stoker's novel describes many now familiar vampire weaknesses. Dracula has no reflection, is repelled by garlic and holy objects, and must sleep during the day. However, in the end, he is not killed by a wooden stake, but by knives. Ahoy! Yes. Um, actually... He doesn't have to sleep during the day because uh, he's he talks to he talks to Harker during the day in at least one scene, I think. Yeah, he can like hang out during the day, he doesn't have to sleep, yeah, go in his basement or something, <laughs> stay, in the, stay out of the light. I mean, that's technically correct. I mean, that is the correct statement, Patrick. Uh, yes. he Dracula is not compelled to sleep during the day. Nor is he burned by sunlight. However, his powers are slightly reduced during the day. Uh, I'll, I'll take that one. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. We're going to move on to the next one. Um, so this one is, it says cartoons is the category, but it is an animated film. So uh, in the 1989 film, The Little Mermaid. Uh. <laughs> I knew you was going to get that out of him. Ariel needs to kiss Prince Eric within three days or she will become Ursula's slave. But Ursula disguises herself as Vanessa, uses a pendant created... Wow. Uses a pendant containing Ariel's voice to charm Eric into marrying her instead. Ariel's, Ariel's friends save the day by crashing the wedding and breaking the pendant allowing eric and ariel to share true love's kiss right before the deadline oh 
Um, I'm sorry. Can I get a reread of that? Absolutely. <laughs> Ariel needs to kiss Prince Eric within three days or she will become Ursula's slave. But Ursula disguises herself as Vanessa, uses a pendant containing Ariel's voice to charm Eric into marrying her instead. Ariel's friends save the day by crashing the wedding and breaking the pendant, allowing Eric and Ariel to share true love's kiss right before the deadline. Can't say nothing. Kevin. Um, actually, she went not by Vanessa, but by Heather. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is incorrect. Um, geez, that's what she said. Yes, Jesse. Um, actually, doesn't Ariel save the day at the end? Um, I mean, no, it's it's her friends that it's all the the animal or the you know she uses her Aquaman powers and the the, the wildlife comes alive and attacks them, and it's not traumatizing to anybody. <laughs> It was clearly traumatizing to me because I don't remember that, but <laughs> can't say nothing. Yes, um, Kevin. Actually, it wasn't a wedding. It was just a party. <laughs> uh, no, it was a wedding on the boat because the pre there's a priest there and he gets a boner. <laughs> oh yeah, the boner. Okay. Ahoy. Yes, Patrick. Wasn't it a contract, not a locket? She does sign a contract in it, but her voice is contained in a uh, shell, which I think then she wears as a locket pendant thing. We can move on. Unless we got anybody else wants to throw a a wild uh, uh, (laughs) trident in there. Mm. I got nothing. All right. Ariel and Eric don't actually share true love's first kiss in time. Ariel does actually turn back into a mer- mermaid and is hauled away as Ursula's slave as and is hauled away by Ursula's slave. Later, Trident turns them turns her into a human. And that's what happens because that's the whole like battle with the boat and they're in the sea and Ursula gets stabbed by the boat. Oh yeah, the that's the only third act. in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I I just have not seen this movie in a very long time. <laughs> well, there's the live action one coming out, so yeah, yeah. you can re-experience it, and it all definitely right. won't be terrible. Well, I'm sure, like all live action Disney remakes, it will be a masterpiece. <laughs> yes, mostly because they're just bad at making live action remakes, and not because how they cast them. <laughs> If there's oh, one God. thing I know about live action remakes is that they're all good and none of them are film abuses. <laughs> Perfect. Ooh. And with that, we'll move to our next shiny question of the game. Now, we're all dog lovers here. So I thought we would do a little fun thing of naming the canine companions. Oh, God. I'm going to give you um, a character and then you just have to name uh the 
uh, dog companion they have. So can we say I'm actually this time, or do we just say our catchphrase? Just say your catchphrase. This is another yeah. shiny one. I just do tallies, so it, got it, you got it. win one point. Still the same. So the very first one, and I feel like this one's going to be a pretty easy one. So I'm going to say the character's name, and you tell me the dog's name. Ready. Ready. Okay. Superman. Ahoy. Patrick. Crypto. Very good. Crypto the super dog. And then... <sighs> Very bad rock movie. Um, next one. Doc Brown. Uh, that's what she said. Yes, Jesse. Einstein. Very good. Um, Carl Fredrickson. Ahoy. Patrick. Doug. Yes, Doug. And also has 37 other dogs, but Doug first. <laughs> Which one is Carl Fredrickson again? The old dude. In Up. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know either. Just like... I, I feel ashamed now. Continue. Cone of Perfect. shame. All right. Yeah. And the last one. Elroy Jensen. Or Jetson. Sorry. Uh, that's what she said. Yes, Jesse. Astro. Very good. What a good boy. Perfect. And with that, um, that's two for Jesse and two for Patrick. So you both get a point. Good job on that. I was really hoping you're going to pick from like the Scooby-Doo family of dogs. That's all I know. <laughs> I was ready to say Scooby or Scrappy. <laughs> the yin and yang of that franchise. <laughs> All right, back to our regular questions. So this one's you will have to say I'm actually for. This next question is a fantasy question about the uh, 1986 book, Redwall. The aptly named Looney the Scourge is a rat who leads the army to attack Redwall Abbey. Luckily, the young mouse, Matimaeus, is able to slay Clooney with his sword from Martin the Warrior. And Clooney's forces are ambushed by an owl and a cat as they scatter in retreat. Ahoy. Yes, Patrick. Um, actually, the mouse's name is Matthias. Uh, you, sorry, you are correct. I read that wrong. I just finished reading uh, Matameo, and that's why I said it like that. My apologies. Ah, my apologies uh, uh, for uh, preying on your dyslexia. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, it was a uh, horde, not an army. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it constantly is referred to as a horde in the book, isn't it? I feel like it is. It it, it definitely is. I just reread the series. <laughs> um, if no one else can identify the uh, incorrect statement, I'll also, give it to you. Also, wasn't it a hawk, not an owl? No, it was an owl. Okay. The, the first book is really loose on scale and canon, so it's kind I, of hard. I have literally never heard of this book, so I have no fucking What? Idea. Wow. What? Oh, Jesse. There's a whole, there's a huge series. Yeah. So imagine like Game of Thrones, but uh -huh. with animals, and it's a finished series. It's, 
<laughs> it's brand new to me. So. <laughs> I haven't read it since like high school, though. Oh man, it's solid. I've I even have suggested that if we were in an alternate reality, we would have gotten a better Game of Thrones HBO series out of Redwall because he would have written it as like humans, and then it would have been like, I don't need to write it for kids. Here's all the gore. Because even in the book, there's a lot of gore for kids. Yeah. It's honestly a, a brilliant children's series that if like people say for some reason everyone was angry at a certain children's author, they could <laughs> go and read Redwall, which is a better series anyway. <laughs> Do we have any other guesses? I also was going to guess the bird thing, so no. Perfect. All right. So, in fact, uh, Matthias doesn't slay Clooney with the sword, which is really crappy because we spend a lot of well, time in that. Bell. Shoot! <laughs> <laughs> and with Patrick's realization, he cuts the rope of the Abbey's bell, which falls onto Clooney and crushes him. And well, he uses a sword to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he just unlocks some weird nostalgia in my head <laughs> that I thought I forgot. Yeah. Um, and Jesse, to be clear, it describes the bell crushing him in quite graphic detail for, again, a children's book. <laughs> That's hardcore. Yeah. I think uh, in the same vein as uh, unlocking something for uh, Kevin, I still vividly remember a description of a, I think it's a fox, um, getting thrown onto a bunch of like javelins that were stuck into the ground. Um, which are like introduced earlier in the scene. It's like, oh, the otters stuck their javelins in the ground and then this guy gets thrown on them and then it's like, he gets he's thrown onto the javelins and otter javelins are double, or, or their ends are speared too. And so it's like essentially implying that he gets impaled on a bunch of like javelin points. And I'm like, wow, that's dark. Oh, that's in Moss Flower. That's a, that's yeah. a cool scene. That's the, uh, it's a vixen that has that done, not a male fox. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah thank you. Um, yeah, so. God, those are books were so brutal. God, they're good. <laughs> this, this whole game was a facade just to talk about Redwall, huh? I mean, you should do a whole episode on it. Lobby, and, lobbying now to do a Redwall episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you have a lot of reading to do. Uh, you know, fellas, I can sit that one out. You're more welcome <laughs> to co host. Well, in fairness, I'm actually uh, one of my. My coworker at work, we're actually in a small two-person book club where we're rereading the series together because uh, she also likes it. So we'll see when I finish it. Maybe we'll do it. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> Long All right. Roll and Rackety Tam, best books. Oh, God. I like a tagarung. But we're getting off topic here. Let's focus. Um, all right. Next question. Hopefully we can get more uh, responses on this one. <laughs> This one is Star Wars, the oh, 1977 film series. The one that exists. Good. <laughs> part, of Jed, uh, part of Jedi or Sith training includes the handmaking of their own lightsabers. A key component is dilithium crystals, which are found in crystal caves on ice planet of Illum. Can you read that again? <laughs> Yes. Part of Jedi or Sith training includes the hand making of one's own lightsaber. A key component is dilithium crystals, which are found in crystal caves 
on the ice planet of Illum. Wait, and this is a question about the 1977 movie? <laughs> yes. Then this question is complete bullshit. <laughs> That's an expanded uh, please, universe thing. Please say, um, actually, it's complete bullshit. <laughs> um, actually, it's completely bullshit. <laughs> I did not buzz in because it's bullshit. <laughs> Ahoy. Yes, Patrick. Um, actually, I'd like to second the complete bullshit because this is an expanded universe thing. But <laughs> I don't have to take their lightsabers. Only the Jedi make them. Um, it's like Team Rocket with Pokemon. They, they can't catch their own. They have to... I, I think they make their own. I don't think they have to take them. Um, well, because they're going to take red ones all the time, right? I guess not. They're not all red. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, unfortunately, that is not what the that's that's not really what's wrong with this statement. I'll read it one more time because I'm very surprised you guys haven't gotten this. Part of the Jedi or Sith training includes the hand making of one's own lightsaber. A key component is dilithium crystals, which are found in crystal caves on the ice planet of Illum. Um, actually, they're not handmade. They are factory made. <laughs> that is incorrect. Ahoy! Um, yes, actually, Patrick. they have to be made purely with the force? Um, I mean, I don't... Maybe. That's a good point. I'm trying to think. It's not well, what's incorrect. Not, there's a, the there's a glaring issue here. The comic panel of Luke as uh, assembling his lightsaber is all what they're all the parts are floating around. That's I, what she said. Yes, Jesse. The ice. Uh, um, actually, the ice planet is called Hoth. <laughs> no, it is not Hoth. That's the best answer to make this no, anyway I, associated honestly, with that movie. I was going to pick on the ice planet too, but I don't know any planet names. Ahoy! Um, actually, it's Yavin, where the Dead Jedi Temple is. No, you guys are going to kick yourselves when I read this. So, lightsabers do not contain dilithium. They contain kyber crystals. Oh, dilithium yes. is, is, the, is the thing that powers faster than light travel in Star Trek. Oh my god, I need to be kicked out of two fandoms now. <laughs> I thought they were made out of lights. <laughs> Very good. All right. Next question. Uh, this one is about the uh, 1895 book, The Time Machine. In H.G. Wells' book, The Time Traveler. Sorry, I'm going to restart that. In H.G. Wells' book, The Time Traveler, who is never given a name, initially embarks on his journey through time in order to stop his wife from being killed but winds up traveling over 800,000 years into the future to find that humanity has evolved into two distinct species, the Morlocks and the Elo. Ahoy. Yes, Patrick. Um, actually, it's not 800,000 years. It's a smaller quantity of time. It's not, it's not that much time. 
No, it is over 800,000 years he travels into the future. Can't say nothing. Yes, Kevin. Um, actually, he has a name. I don't know it, but everyone has a name. Uh, no, he actually is not given a name in the original book. He's just the time traveler. It's technically a name. <laughs> Jesse, are you going to weigh in or should I just read the answer? Can you reread the question, please? Absolutely. In H.G. Wells' book, the time traveler, who is never given a name, initially embarks on his journey through time in order to stop his wife from being killed, but winds up traveling over 800 years, sorry, over 800,000 years into the future to find that humanity has evolved into two different species called the Morlocks and the Eloi. Ahoy. Yes, Patrick. Um, Actually, he had a completely different motivation in the book. You have touched on what is incorrect. But did you say I'm actually? I think I did. I'm actually. He had a completely different motivation in the book. So you've touched. I don't know what (laughs) it is. (laughs) All right, you have touched on what is wrong. Um, I will give the point if somebody else can guess and tell me what uh, the motivation is. Can't say nothing. All right. Um, Actually, in order to stop his love from marrying somebody else. Uh, Unfortunately, he does does not decide to time travel for love at all. (laughs) Uh, That's what she said. Yes, Jesse. He his motivation is to time travel for his own personal gain. Um, no. Unfortunately, that's not it either. Patrick, would you like to take one final stab to see if you can Uh Hoy, um actually he's just some nerd scientist doing it for the greater glory of science. <laughs> I mean you still get the point, um, Patrick, but you are kind of close. The time traveler doesn't not travel through time to stop his wife from being killed. He does it just because he thinks it will be cool. <laughs> That's the best reason to do anything. <laughs> wow. I know, right? Just because he thought it would be cool. All right. So these next ones, um, we're on to our uh, final shiny question of the game. Um, And I thought this would be fitting, like I referenced earlier. This one's going to be around spelling. (laughs) So um, what we're going to do is I'm going to say four words. Uh, You guys on your end are going to write down how you think they are spelled. Um, Extra credit for getting any sort of um, like extra little grammar things in there or any sort of uh, flourishes for letters. And then um, we'll go through and everybody will read off what they think each word is spelt like. 
right? Wow. So this would have been your your nightmare if we made you do this. Yes, exactly. It's terrible. <laughs> You're cruel. Okay. Mostly because some of this is uh, fantasy spelling. So fantasy spelling, who knows? Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. Everybody ready? I am sure. ready. All right. The first word you're going to be spelling is, I hope a fairly easy one, Wookie. Wookie. Um, Han Solo's companion. And uh, I'll go through all four of them. Yeah. So uh, Han Solo's companion and co-pilot Chewbacca is a Wookie. Next one is uh, Kazakh Dune. Also called Moria, Kazakh Doom is a mighty kingdom built by the dwarves under the Misty Mountains. Your third one is Cthulhu. The great old one known as Cthulhu is a gigantic monstrous entity with tentacled face, scaly body, and ruinous wings. And your last one is Wild Stallions. Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and Ted Theodore Logan are a pair of time-traveling teens who dream of a forming a rock band named Wild Stallions. Do you guys need me to read any of them back to you? Just say all four real quick. Absolutely. So your first one is Wookie. Second one is Kazakh Doom. Third one is Cthulhu. And your last one is Wild Stallions. I am locked in. I am locked in. Jesse? I'm locked down. All right, cool. Perfect. We will start. Um, what we'll do is I'll go, each one of you will read off the first one, and then we'll go to the next one, and you'll get points for if you get it right. So uh, we'll start with you, Jesse. How did you spell Wookie? Wookie. W-O-O-K-I-E. Wookie. Okay, and uh, Kevin? Ah, I, I like how Jesse did a spelling bee style. I mean, he says the word and then <laughs> spells it and then says it again. So I'll do that too. Wookie, W-O-O-K-I-E, Wookie. Patrick? Wookie, W-O-O-K-I-E, Wookie. <laughs> um. So unfortunately, guys, I think all three of you got that wrong. It is Wookie, W-O-O-K-I-E-E. -E. There's two oh E's in Wookie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm boned, you guys. <laughs> I've already been thrown out of the Star Wars fandom by this point, so. I feel better that you two got it wrong, too, because I had no hope then. <laughs> I'm an audiobook listener. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Next one is Kazakh Doom. Jesse? Ugh. So do we have to do all of these? Yes. Can you repeat it just one more time for me? Yes. Kazakh Doom. Wait, did you only write one down, Jesse? I just needed to hear it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Kaza Doom. K-H-A-Z-A-D-U-M. Okay. <laughs> Kevin? Uh, Kaza Doom. K-A-Z-A-K-D-O-O-M. Okay. Patrick? Kaza Doom. K H. A Z A D D U M. God damn it. <laughs> well, Kevin, you definitely got it wrong. No, oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse, I think you were really, really close, but Patrick did get the correct spelling. I know he did. That's why I cursed. <laughs> I listened to it. Um, he would have gotten bonus points if he would have gotten the hyphen and the upside down V over U in the Doom part of Kazakh Doom. How am I supposed to say that phonetically? <laughs> I don't know. I was just throwing in there. It's just a weird spelling. <laughs> well, yeah, because Tolkien based the entire uh, um, Dwarvish language off of Hasidic tradition. <laughs> All right. That's one point to Patrick for that. <laughs> Uh, just for this shiny question, to be clear, this is only worth one point, these four words. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of work for nothing, basically. Uh, can't no, say nothing. <laughs> it's a shiny question, right? All Michael, right. I'm, having, I'm having fun, even though I'm getting no points. <laughs> Great. Uh, Cthulhu, Jesse. Cthulhu, C-T-H-U-L-U, Cthulhu. Oh God, Kevin! <laughs> I just realized my mistake. Uh, Cthulhu, C T H L U L U. Patrick, C T H U L U. Cthulhu. <laughs> all right. Well, unfortunately, again, all three of you got it wrong. Um, Cthulhu is C. T H U L H U. There's a hidden H in there. You know, that would really upset HP Lovecraft, so I'm okay with getting it wrong. I, I have come within one letter on every <laughs> goddamn word. How's that AP English working out, Jesse? I never said I was good at spelling. I'm an English major bad English major. All right. Last one. Wild Stallions. Jesse? Wild Stallions. W-I-L-D space S-T-A-L-L-I-O-N-S. Wild Stallions. Kevin? Uh, <clears throat> Wild Stallions, W I L D space S T A L L I O N Z. <laughs> Thinking there's a trick. <laughs> Patrick? 
W I L D space S T A L L I O N S. All right. Uh, unfortunately, all three of you got it wrong again. It is spelled W Y L D space S T A L L Y N S. Wild Stallions. Mm. <sighs> I, I'm I'm proud that I tried it with a Z at least. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah that that was a good that was a good uh, throw in there. I thought the most unexpected thing was that they'd spell it correctly, so I went with that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's fair. All right, and with Patrick being the one that scored one point for uh, or one spelling correctly for Kazakh Doom, uh, he gets that point for that shiny question. All right, and then uh, we got. Two more questions here, one normal, and then we'll get to our final one, uh, real-life skills. So, in the last one, in the game Bioshock, the 2007 edition, the underwater city of Rapture is home to Splicers, which are humans that have become addicted to the substance called Eve that causes major Ahoy. genetic... Okay, Patrick. Um, actually, the substance is called Adam. That is correct. It is Adam that allows the genetic modification. Eve is just a power source that fuels the abilities granted by Adam. Fine, Patrick. Nice one, Patrick. I love okay. those games. They are such good examples of nonlinear storylines. Oh, they're, they're good. Badass. Well, for uh, this last um, real-life skills question, um, I'll give you guys those points as they currently stand. Uh, Jesse, you're at two points with negative one kudos point. <laughs> Kevin, uh, you're at two points as well, but you have one kudos point. So good job. And uh, Patrick, you're sitting at seven points. Oh my God. <laughs> so Pat I think Patrick, Patrick is the, the Brennan of our. I'm actually. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's um, going to come back over and over and dominate, <laughs> and no one's ever going to catch him. Does this um, mean so that it, we're going to have a bunch of bird questions just to screw me over? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so we're going to uh, uh, do this last question. Um, it's mostly to see who's not in the bottom between Jesse and Kevin. I mean, technically, I, I have one more kudo point, so. <laughs> you know. He is technically correct. <laughs> All right. So this last one is not really about any sort of nerdy thing. Still kind of about a nerdy thing, but it's not about anything that's not useless. This is actually probably semi-helpful to people in the real world. So uh, it's kind of like a shiny question. I'm going to read off uh, four uh, acronyms, um, and they all relate to computer parts. Um, and oh, then... No. You just have to tell me what the letters stand for. So, um, buzzing in, and um, um, actuallys will be required here, guys. Okay. Okay. All right. First one is HDMI. Can't say nothing, <laughs> Kevin. Um, actually, it is. 
High definition master integration. Ooh, so close. I know it's so close. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> Anybody else? Perfect. We'll move on then. Are you going to tell us what it is? Yeah, HDMI. Oh. High definition. Got that part right, Kevin. Yeah. But it's multimedia interface. Mm, yep, never would have gotten that. All right, next one. PDF. Uh, no. That's what she said. Jesse? Portable digital file. Ooh, so close. I'll give it to you if no one else can get it. Ahoy. Patrick. Purple duck framework. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, PDF stands for portable document format. I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were, you were really close. <laughs> um, HTTP. Ahoy. Patrick. Hot topic tongue piercing. <laughs> no, unfortunately not as great as that would be any other guesses all right that one is hypertext mm. transfer protocol mm. Not have come anywhere close to that. <laughs> All right. And last one. USB. Oh, uh, can't say nothing. Kevin. I'm actually trying to buy some time. Universal <laughs> storage block. <laughs> You're pretty close, but that's incorrect. Uh, universal storage bytes. I'm actually universal storage bytes. No. <laughs> Ahoy. Patrick. Universal serial bus port. Th that is correct. It is a no universal fucking serial way. That's a joke. <laughs> universal serial bus. What's a serial? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I was putting that together as a joke. <laughs> Well, it's a universal serial bus, so that is correct. Congratulations, Patrick. I feel dirty at knowing the computer question. <laughs> Patrick's joke answers are closer than some of my actual answers. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And with that, um, well, Patrick, Can it's I add another a final point. Um, actually? Sure. Um, actually, those were all initialisms. Acronyms <laughs> are initialisms you pronounce like a word. I mean, you are correct. I saw that. That's why I stopped myself. And I was like, Patrick's going to Patrick's going to say something about this because he is grounded into my brain to say that when people do that. But that's what the. Uh, card says, so good the cards wrong. I know. <laughs> Perfect. All right, and that uh, ends our little game here. Um, and the final score comes down to uh, Patrick 
in the lead with uh, eight points. Jesse coming in with three and Kevin in last with two. But you did get a kudos point, so good job. You win a high five. Thank you. I will cash in my high five. I prefer the Balvenie 21 to be installed in my home, but I will settle for the Balvenie 12 if you uh, if that's an issue. I told you, Patrick, the contractors are already on their way. Don't worry. Oh, excellent. I'm excited. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for uh, letting me subject you to that. Um, especially since this was our uh, season, this kickoff to our season three. Um, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, any, any additional thoughts before we wrap it up here? Uh, yeah, I have a formal complaint. There, there were, there's no Zack Snyder questions for your Zack Snyder expert. <laughs> I, I thought there'd at least be a joke question about, <laughs> so I looked up his IMDb really quick right before. I I looked through, I tried to find it. I was thinking about that. I was trying to tailor them, but the, unfortunately I couldn't find questions to tailor to everybody. So I... Yeah, well, you found a Redwall question. That, that was tailored. I didn't know Patrick. that you enjoyed I, I didn't know that. No, to Patrick. I, that's oh, I guess I knew Patrick liked Redwall, but I think we had talked about that after I picked the questions out. Mm. In fairness, I like a lot of books. Yeah, that was I was kind of screwed there. Like literally almost every book. Well, if you'd really stuck to the Twilight Saga, um, <laughs> you would have been safe there. Yeah, you chose the wrong uh, vampire book. <laughs> you chose Dracula. True, I guess. <laughs> Or uh, Vampire Diaries. Haven't read those either. Um, I did read Interview with a Vampire. I, 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 I like that one. <laughs> okay, noted for next time. Perfect. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up here. I uh, just want to say thank you to uh, Patrick and Kevin for coming on again. We really do appreciate you guys uh, doing this with us. It was... Uh, I enjoyed myself, but that's mostly because I didn't have to spell anything. So, Yes, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I, I enjoy your podcast every week. It's basically the only one I listen to every week. Um, and uh, it's, I, I've, I've learned so much about wrestling from Jesse that I'm thinking about actually taking it on as like a regular watcher. I take that as the most sincere form of flattery, Patrick. Thank you. Wow. All right. And on that, I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Hit The Real, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. Uh, we try to get this podcast out weekly, usually on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays, uh, depending on how much I'm doing that weekend or how I feel. Um, but uh, if we got something wrong during this episode ironically an entire episode about getting things wrong um please feel free to reach out to us at hit the real podcast at gmail.com again that's hit the real podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and uh feel free to take a look at our patreon in the description of the episode and like always hey keep it real